like he's got riddled with bullet wounds. Aren't you faster than the speed of sound? Like, what are you doing getting hit with a bullet, dog? It's like a like a whale breaching the water into <laughs> dopeness, but it lives in shittiness. Ugh. I know, really... but where's Rachel McAdams, though? And it's just like, oh, you're back. Oh, here's the song from the 80s you love. Oh, here's all your characters making their one quips. Like, can't wait to rejoin. Fuck you, Marvel. Give me something new. Welcome to another edition of Basket Sprawl. On today's episode, I got with me the Blink Panther, Blinky, Daniel, Prince Charles, the Chosen One, whatever you choose to call him. Blinky, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Sam. Of course. So for today's episode, my brother and I, Blinky, we are going to go through every Marvel movie since Iron Man, the greater MCU, and rank them. We're going to rank the damn Marvel movies. Why, you ask? Content, baby. Content. Blinks, how do you feel about Marvel movies? Where do you stand on them? I hate that I love them. I love them a lot. They got me at an early age. Um, I've been with them the whole way. We're 10 years in, and I'm pot committed. You're it's pot committed. I'm a, it's as simple as that. <laughs> Let's talk about the middle ground a little bit uh, before we get into Marvel movies. Do you, Blinks, would you rather have no Marvel movies and way more movies like all the movies that were coming out, you know, in 2007, right before Marvel, like, took over, so... If we don't have Marvel movies, do we have more movies like the wonderful films of the mid-aughts that our brain harkens to? Because, let's face it, the only superhero movies in the mid-2000s that were any good were... Uh, X-Men Spi and Spider-Man. Well, I guess there's X-Men, there's Spider-Man, and there's uh, the Dark uh, Batman Begins. I guess I would say I wouldn't rather have those since what Marvel did was so unexpected you know it these characters Iron Man Thor Captain America they're ubiquitous now 10 years down the road you know you've got Chris Evans one of the biggest movie stars in the world is, is Captain America and not to say that he wasn't a big person in the in the lore in the comics but you know X-Men Spider-Man Superman Batman these are the the heavy hitters in Wolverine, the space. Yeah, and then Wolverine. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And those are the, 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 the superheroes that entered the mainstream consciousness and really captured it for probably 30 to 40 years up until Marvel Studios took a risk and said, we want to make our own movie. We don't want any outside interference from other studios. Uh, Kevin Feige, who runs Marvel Studios now, was a, a team member on most of these films. He was on... X-Men as, an, as a uh, consultant. He was on Spider-Man as a consultant. He saw the things that they compromised, they being the studios, in order to make a mainstream superhero film. And he finally decided it was time for them to take a shot at it. And so they went with these kind of B-list superheroes. Iron Man, you know, frankly, my only experience with him was as a side character from Spider-Man properties. So uh, whether it was the comics, the TV show, what have you... You know, he was never a main superhero in my eyes into a whole generation up until the MCU, nor was Thor. I mean, Thor's, what, the Norse god of thunder? Like, on, uh, like there was no, like, how do you even fit that into a modern context? And the thing is, Captain America is kind of a real yesteryear example of what America thought it looked like to the rest of the world, you know, really big, strong stand up for other rights and you know push your agenda on other people sort of thing so 
to be able to rescue those characters from obscurity and turn them into the, you know, every movie makes over $500 million net looking more like a billion. It's, right. It's, it's hard to compress into a podcast what was accomplished in 10 years. And the thing is, having experience from the television world, uh, Marvel kind of ushered in this new age where right as television began to feel a lot more like movies, it primed movies to feel a little bit more like TV. And so Marvel timed itself well with the serialization of theater and, you know, gave people an opportunity to have scheduled viewing, you know, like I'm going to be going to the movies twice a year and it's to see Marvel movies. And you can see Disney seeing that as a huge, uh, boon to their business, buying that company, flipping that script onto Star Wars and Lucasfilm, and now the Marvel model is done for that. And, um, you know, I'd love to let you chime back in here, but I had another quick thought that I'd like to share. Yo, man, you're giving me a very dope history lesson. I'm down. Keep going. <clears throat> well, I, I was just going to bring up the only other example besides the MCU to really do something of this scale is Harry Potter, um, you know, releasing a movie every year for seven, eight years, having the same cast, it kind of gave a really strong proof of concept that you could have people coming to the theaters eight, nine, 10, 11 times, see the same characters over and over again. And so you, you put all that in a, in a pot and baby, you got a stew. Yeah, thank you. That was an incredible little history lesson. Uh, I didn't expect to get that. Well, I only put that in so thoroughly to explore how the rise of the Marvel universe like came to be and how it only makes sense where it did in time. And I don't necessarily know if I give up what it is for more movies of, of yesteryear, for more Zodiacs, as you say, for more There Will Be Bloods. Um, but, you know, there are, those... there are really strong prestige films out now. And, yeah, they don't have as big of a, a movie-going audience. But I don't think this MCU train was avoidable to any degree. If it wasn't going to be Marvel, it was going to be some other massive corporation, you know, finding right. the, the intellectual property that goes the distance. I mean, Star Wars would have come just a, a couple of years after. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, no, that's that's a great point. You, you kind of have a gradualistic... Uh, historical view of this stuff saying that like if it wasn't marvel the trajectory of how the medium was going someone was going to take advantage of what marvel ended up doing ha would you say that you know with netflix and and how everything has gone to tv especially in drama i think we are getting those movies from 2007 in the form of you know a, a hulu show or a netflix show or like a leftovers or like a hbo show or you know it really starts with house of cards like that they next the next David Fincher project comes to Netflix instead of the I mean, big screen. Sh shit, what year, what year does AMC pop off? Oh, uh, with uh, Breaking Bad? With Breaking Bad, with and Walking Mad Dead, and Mad Men. That's it's around 07. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, it's, it's, it's people are starting to get their drama and their, their, their itch scratched in, that, in the same regard as they used to go to the theaters for, strong character development and narrative at the home every Sunday. So then... Do you need to go out to the theater as much to get that? No. What do you need to go to the theater to get? Fucking Transformers. Exactly. Like Mr. Robot, Handmaid's Tale, all these prestige dramas that are like 
on the USA Network or, or, or Amazon Prime. Like These don't exist in 05, in right. 04, in 03. No, People, I mean, Fincher is doing television now. I mean, what, what more right. do you want me to say? Like Zodiac. It was Mindhunter. Yes, exactly. So, you know, we are getting it, but it is unfortunate that it doesn't generate... Um, $200 million for a box office anymore. Now it generates $200 million for a cable network in terms of advertising revenue or in, in $200 million in Netflix in terms of subscriber retention. So good, the, the, the money's point. there. It's just not the metrics we're used to measuring. We're used to looking at things through this one lens and now things have changed and we got to change the way we measure success. And I, and I really think we're on our way back too. I mean... Look at this year, for instance, just this summer. Doesn't it feel, Danny, that uh, you know, we've seen a bunch of Oscar hopefuls already, and we're not even like we're just getting into Oscar season. There's so many performances from this year. Heavy topics trying to be tackled at the cinema. I'm thinking of Sorry to Bother You, Eighth Grade, Annihilation, Annihilation, which is actually a crossover, right? It like went to Netflix Black or something. Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant Man Two. These are all good films. Oh, jeez. Okay, you know, thank you for segueing because we, we need to get into this list, okay? Um, we could talk about the, the implications of, <laughs> of the superhero movie genre and the integrity of cinema, but this ain't that podcast, bro. It's this called, is ranking the movies. Yeah, exactly. It's called Basket Sprawl, for God's sakes, okay? It ain't, it, this ain't Woodward and Bernstein. So, Blinks, here's, a, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to go over all, uh, I think, 21, all 21 Marvel movies starting from 08. Unbelievable, huh? 21 movies. It really is. Um, and we're going to go in and put them into two buckets, okay? The dope bucket and the shitty bucket, okay? That's the first thing we're going to do. How does that sound? It sounds good to me. Um, let's, go, let's get to it. Okay, Iron Man shitty or okay? Iron Man goes in the dope bucket. Dope bucket for sure. Incredible Hulk. Definitely goes in the shitty bucket. Okay. Iron Man 2. This is interesting. The Iron Mans get a little interesting right away. Iron Man 2 goes in the shitty bucket with an asterisk. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. it has a lot of redeeming qualities. Yes, yes. I agree. Okay. Uh, Thor. Shitty bucket. Shitty bucket. Of, we thought. Yeah, we I were. thought it would have been good bucket, but I rewatched it recently in a oh, shitty bucket. Absolute shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Captain America, the first one. The first Avenger. That's the good bucket. Dope bucket. Yeah, we love that one. We love that one. The Avenger. Spoiler alert. Most Captain Americas end up in the dope yes, bucket. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Captain Americas were actually executed pretty well. Um, the Avengers. Avengers, definitely in the dope bucket, yes? Wow. Okay, yeah. Okay. I think dope bucket with an asterisk. Because oh. I'm having more and more problems with it as it goes on. Really? Yes. We'll talk about okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. Um, Iron Man 3. Shitty bucket for me. Wow. I'm putting it in the good bucket. I can't. Unbelievable. You don't even want to put it in the middle for like a... Give it an asterisk. I'm giving then... it an asterisk. I'm giving it an asterisk. Thor the Dark World. Shitty bucket. Shitty bucket, yes. Um, Winter Soldier, Captain America 2. Dope bucket. Very dope bucket. Early contender. Early, early, early contender. Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Dope bucket. Oh, yeah. Um, Avengers Age of Ultron. Fuck it. I have a, I'm really upset that we've got two buckets. I wish we had a third, but that's not the right way to do this. No. It goes in the shitty bucket. Yes. 
Avengers 2 goes in the a- shitty Avengers bucket. Avengers 2 goes in the shitty bucket. And that doesn't mean I don't like it. Me either. Frankly, I love it, but it goes in the shitty bucket. I agree. Totally. Um, Ant-Man. Dope bucket. Dope bucket. I love... We're, we're, we're eye to eye on this. I mean, except for the ones that have asterisks. Yes. <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Dope bucket. Very dope. At- Avengers 2.5. Doctor Strange. <laughs> I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna it in the shitty bucket. bucket. Ah, <laughs> Do we want to put it in the dope bucket with the asterisk or the shitty bucket with the shitty asterisk? Shitty with an asterisk. Shitty with an asterisk. It's Maybe sh- it's at the very top of the shitty bucket. It is. It's it's like a like a whale breaching the water into <laughs> dopeness, but it lives in shittiness. Ugh. Uh, we'll talk about it. Guardians two. Shitty bucket. Wow. Thank you, man. I shitty think bucket. This, I no think no, the, no question. You know a lot. This is that's controversial, though. Yes, a I do. Lot know that. Of people I can't love. wait to talk about it, and they'll know by the time we talk about it how much I love MCU that I'm right. I'm excited to get there. Spider-Man: Homecoming, dope bucket. Dope bucket. You already wrote it before we even. We said did. It. I think the rest go in the dope bucket. Thor, Thor Ragnarok, dope bucket. No quest. Black Panther. Black Panther. Shitty, shitty bucket. bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, that one's gonna get an Oscar this year for best popular. movie. Yeah, most popular movie. <laughs> Um, Avengers Infinity War. Triple dope bucket. Very dope, very bucket. And then, finally, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Dope bucket. Yeah. I mean, you're... It is is no chance... Ant-Man and the Wasp is no chance to be in, like, the top tier, I don't think, but it's, like, definitely dope. I think think we're highlighting the top five of the dope bucket and then ranking those. Okay. And after we get through the absolute worst of the worst shitty bucket... Well, I think two things are... First off, it's not 21 movies. Captain Marvel, which is coming out in 2019, is the 21st Marvel right. uh, movie. And I think something abundantly clear, just doing that little exercise, that like they got much better at these. Much better. Yeah, I mean, what, 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 what you're seeing there at the end here is, is, at least for the last... I want to say four or five movies, and this is starting with Ant-Man... What they start to do is get really effective at giving the keys to the castle to new stewards. They and start with Guardians, I just want to be clear. You're Guardians. right. They start with Guardians. Rest in peace, James Gunn. That's, that's a satirical tone I'm trying to use, guys. Okay, sorry. They give the keys to the castle to these people who have these really unique visions, and they're really good at balancing. Now, they fumble a little bit with Ant-Man because it was supposed to go to Edgar Wright, and then it ended up being Peyton Reed. Right, and they had creative differences with Wright. With Wright and Marvel, and it ended up being something that happened in Star Wars a bunch over and over again, but this isn't that pod. The point is, Thor 3, in the hands of an extremely visionary director. Taiko Waititi. Yes. Black Panther, in the hands of Ryan Coogler. Coog! On... on unrelenting vision Man, and that's uncompromising. Um, yeah, and then you have the Russo brothers who have just become like the de facto directorial leads of the of the Marvel Universe. They started cutting their chops on Arrested Development and uh, TV, which I think, you know, as we discussed, was... It was like almost proof to our discussion. Yeah, these guys knew how to how to execute a vision, how to do it again and again and again. And they did it in Captain America 2. They did it in Civil War. They do it in Avengers. And by God, I hope they do it next year in Avengers 2. 
Um, but Avenger, uh, you mean Avengers 4. four. To that effect, it's clear they've gotten a lot better. But let's talk about the early days when they were still finding their footing. You know, Iron Man was the first film of the bunch, and that's at the top of the dope bucket. We'll get to that. But I think that we should uh, dip into the, the shitty bucket for a let's little bit, Let's rank right? the shitty bucket first. Top worst? Let's start at the very worst. The, start at the very worst. Yeah, start at the worst. The, the, I'll read them. Don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Thor 2, Avengers Age of Ultron, Doctor Strange, and Guardians 2. I'm of many minds about how we rank this because Avengers 2 to me wasn't necessarily the worst of these films, but it had the most on the line in terms of at the time it was the big connecting movie again, and they really fumbled that. Not worse than Thor 1. Not worse than Thor one, I, absolutely not. I, I'm, 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 and I never thought this until we just rewatched it. But like, I think Thor two is even better than Thor one. I think there's so much raw. They have no idea what they're doing with Hemsworth and Thor that it just and Kenneth Branagh is the director, so it's a little Shakespearean. It's so far away from what the from Thor Ragnarok. we've yeah. grown to love, even in the last, frankly, the last year. You know, the 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 Thor that we've grown to love. You know where it actually starts? It starts in Avengers with Joss Whedon. Yes, yes. Thor My becomes mistake. good in, with, in Avengers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Thor 1, you're right, could be one of the worst. Well, that's Thor what, 2, I think, is yeah. more forgettable. It may not be worse than Thor, but I find it more forgettable. You know, like I, I've watched that movie three times just out of happenstance, and frankly, I still don't know what happens. It introduces an Infinity Stone, which is like tight and you meet the collector for the first time which and maybe is one of the the worst villains in all the movies not as far as like he wasn't bad it's was just like who gives a shit about malekath yeah yeah completely wow, good yeah. pull no, Holy no shit. i'm so upset <laughs> malekath yeah is that real yeah wow google it Check no it. i trust ryan you. googler it no i'm good okay so you choose thor or thor 2 is the worst i'm just giving it to you you're not even letting incredible hulk seep in for the slot um no because it's a good movie. Because Tim Roth's a badass. The cast makes it better than Thor and Thor 2. Perhaps, though, I mean, Natalie Portman's in Thor and Thor 2, and she fucking... Yeah, but that whole... And Kat Dennings, and, and they... Yeah. So dumb. So, I mean, Danny, you just choose, man. We're in the, we're in Thor the is worse. Bucket. Thor is worse. Rank Thor, Incredible Hulk, and Thor 2 as worst to best. Thor is the worst. Thor 2 is the second worst. Incredible Hulk is somehow better than both of those. Okay. Even though it has no place in the MCU. Yes, it does. He has to learn how to tame his Hulkness so by Avengers he can, like, change. You're right. It, even though it changes actors. <laughs> okay, that leaves us with Iron Man 2, Avengers 2, Doctor Strange, and Guardians 2. Um, I think Guardians 2 is the next worst, and wow. I want to say that because... Uh, frankly, this is not right. Sam Rockwell just slays me. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, Iron Man 2 has like a weird place for me. Um, it was still early enough where I wasn't like jaded necessarily. And Mickey Rourke is the bad guy a little bit. Sam Rockwell's a bad guy. Well, you're introduced. About, yeah, no, I, I hear you. But you're, we're, you're talking about Iron Man 2, but you're play, you've... Let's talk about Guardians 2. Oh, why it's worse. Yes, yes, yes. Real quick. I mean, Man, it was supposed to be so dank, and it just leaned on so many... Like, it, it felt like they were making 
a Guardians movie instead of a movie that just happened to be about these people. I know that's really reductive, but it just felt like they were going through the motions with right, a lot right. of the characters. And Drax is hilarious, but like the difference between like not knowing Drax is going to be a hilarious person and being like, oh my god, he's funny, to like I can't wait for Drax's dry sense of humor and then like all of that falling flat is huge. That's the difference for me. Um, I think Rocket Raccoon has a more interesting story in the second one. I mean, all of them have a little bit more interesting stories in the second one, but that's not really necessarily their strong suit. Their strong suit is being the characters that they are and how that volatility with each other creates magic on screen. Right, and it feels much less like a space adventure, right? It just feels very like this is happening at this spot. I know it gives you a little montage to like clue you in that they're like a team and and and, and this is just one mission or, or something. I'd have to rewatch it, honestly. But it just feels like exactly like a rehashing, no improvements. I think uh, Kurt Russell, right? Kind yeah, of you, falls you, flat. You learn a little bit more about Star-Lord, but it doesn't really have an impact yet. We'll see in Avengers 4, Infinity War 2. And it goes back to your uh, thing about movie sequels in general, right? The things movies do so well is they ask questions. And when these sequels like just try to definitively put a cherry on top with an, you know, on, the, on a very nice answer to those questions, I think it always leaves me stale. Like that's just a subject. This is just a personal thing, but in Guardians 2 when the answer, the question of who is Peter Quill, why can he survive in space without the mask, what is his power, it's just like answered as, as like the thesis of the movie. Mm-hmm. And like that's the whole reason why we're seeing Guardians 2 is to answer that brilliant question. And then it's never even like talked about in, in, in Infinity War, the next time we see Peter Quill. Like it just doesn't matter. It feels like this movie's unnecessary. The only thing that's necessary about this plot is to get like Nebula and uh, what's her name? Uh, Zoe Saldana's character. No, Gamora. Yes. Nebula and Gamora, like, right? Don't they, like, get back as friends, kind of? Yeah, and- yeah. It, it positions Nebula as a more mainstream character of the, of the whole franchise, which, to be like determined. That's the, that's the only thing that movie does, right? Like, what else is important about what happens in that movie? I mean, if the greater- it grosses $800 million right, worldwide, okay. that's pretty important to Disney. Yes, you're right. Um, but yeah, I hear you. Now that we're talking about it, I did just remember that in Iron Man 2, he invents like a new element, which is really shitty and bad. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I like, like, I was remembering I was giving Iron Man a bunch of credit, but then I remembered all the reasons I put it in the shitty bucket in the first place, you know, like, it's yes. not good. Um, it really struggles, I think, on a lot of levels to... Uh, be more than the connective tissue that it was made as because Iron Man was the first success so obviously Iron Man 2 is going to be the first sequel but Iron Man 2 comes before Avengers so it's a phase one film that's used to basically catapult Iron Man and the broader universe into position for Avengers and I think that it sacrifices a lot of storytelling on that front uh, to do it and it doesn't do it bad. I mean, I like the movie. Fuck, but well, and it's just like Mickey Rourke kind of falls flat. Yeah, he, and, and and you know what? You're I'm, I'm expecting so much from him after like right. That's like right after the wrestler. Not right, but yeah. I mean, kind of. It's 2010, and the wrestler's like 20, uh, 2008. Yeah, I mean, it's right after in the sense of like. Young people were like, who the hell is Mickey Rourke? And then for the old first people, time in like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are checking for Mickey Rourke again. Right, right. And, and unfortunately, I don't think Iron Man 2 did like... 
you know, you have to think they're going for Heath Ledger there. It is far <laughs> less than the sum of its parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far less. Okay, so... And then there's the scene where, like, they, like, the, all the other robots come and they have to fight each other and he's drunk and I don't know. I think the thing... Okay, so... Good point, good point. But you're right. Justin Hammer, Rockwell. We ride for Rockwell. I ride for Rockwell. Let's, so, let's see what else is on this so we, list. So now, Avengers 2 and Doctor Strange, the, uh, the two asterisks, pretty much. Actually, I don't think Avengers 2 is asterisks. We don't like... Aven I don't like Avengers 2 because it, it takes way too long. Um, it, 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 the stakes are so weird, and the bad guy is so... Like, Tony Stark creates it, and... and Ultron just wants to eliminate like the human race. Like, it, well, it, no, it's 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 odd because when I rethink all of its goals, it's extremely admirable. What Avengers Two is doing is is Avengers One exists, and we'll talk about this more in the dope bucket. But Avengers One exists more as a proof of concept, as a can we do this? Can we get all of these different properties together under one roof and make? a billion dollars by putting like all these separate movies in one thing and you know what that succeeds so now that succeeds and avengers avenger 2's job is not to just do that again but to also set the pieces up just like iron man 2 it's actually really good we talked about iron man 2 it's set its only job is to set up the pieces for infinity war because what that movie is leveraging plot wise is um tony's vision from scarlet witch no, that happens there. Um, why does he create it? Avengers, right? Tony's scared because he's seen space for the first time. And Tony... No, Tony's scared because he's seen... Not space for the first time. No, he goes to the portal. He sees all the fucking, like... But, like, the aliens. Yes, like, he sees, the like... The threat. Yes, he uh, understands the main threat. He, uh, like, goes yeah. into space and he, like... He's like, I'm Iron Man. We're gonna, like, save the Earth. And he, like, goes up and he sees all the shit that doesn't come down. Right, and he, like, and nukes... Yeah, yeah. Like, Thanos' army. Yeah, in space, but the homie's just like... I know there's bigger threats out there that are coming. Right, so the whole impetus of Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, is he's building a defense network for the Earth because he knows this shit is coming down the pipeline. Yes, correct. Additionally, Thor absconds to fucking who knows where. Eventually we will, like three years later in Ragnarok, because he gets the visions about the gemstones. You know, you see all of the Infinity Stones circling around for the first time in Avengers 2. Right, so you and that's have, why you're not, that's why he's not there for Civil War. Right, exactly, because you, you're, what, what Avengers 2 does is it lays the real foundational steps, and, and, and the vision I was talking about happens in, in Ultron, when yeah, Scarlet, Scar Witch Scarlet Witch fucks him bad, up yeah. and sees him, makes him see oh. destruction. So all of these things need to happen before Infinity War. They need to happen somewhere, and they can't happen in people's individual stories because that's where the actual work is done to make them likable people. So Avengers 2 suffers, in my mind, from the same thing as Iron Man 2 does, which is it's mainly there to be a plot connector with a story wrapped a little bit around it. James Spader is clever and a villainous, but my God, do I not give a shit. <laughs> you know? And also, I remember, didn't Days of Futures Past come out at the same time, so you had two Quicksilvers? David's, and, yeah, that was a real toughie, and too. And the Quicksilver in Ultron is just, like, so bad. He's yeah. like, bet you didn't see that coming. It's like he's got riddled with bullet wounds. Aren't you faster than the speed of sound? Like, what are you doing getting hit with a bullet, dog? But regardless, like, I think the fact that 
the same superhero that appeared in two movies the same summer or something. Like one was way better than the other. I think that yeah, doesn't Days work of for Future it. Pass was tight as fuck. That was a great movie. So Days of Future Pass very good. But it's no um, first class. We're not talking about it. And and, and and Avengers two. I mean, that's I just it's not bad. Again, it's like at the top of this shit. It's not as bad as Thor. It's still wildly entertaining. You have the it's lift. shitty with an asterisk. Yes, it's shitty with you have the th- lift Thor's hammer. Oh, what a great scene! The the real closure of of Whedon's imprint on on the MCU. I mean, he, he's got lasting tendrils everywhere. But that scene is just amazing. All the the heroes after a party, not dressed up, all just trying to lift the hammer. And then the way they pay it off at the end with Vision, Vision just, coming to life and picking up the hammer. Yeah, and just being like, here you go. Right, and uh, I read actually recently that that pick up a hammer scene is just kind of an extension, like a, the logical pro- progression of the shawarma scene at the end of Avengers 1. So a little interesting tidbit for the millions of listeners out there. Um, Okay, and so we got Avengers 2, and then that leaves, at the very top of the shitty bucket, the psychedelic Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was fucking tight. It's just a shame that it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Mads Mikkelsen is a great villain. Chiwetel. Chiwetel Ejiofor is an amazing good guy turned bad guy. Who, like, might never appear again, too. He uh, will. He My brother just winked at me when I said that. <laughs> Homies, he's Mordo, dude. He's yeah, he's coming back. Coming right. back. You're right, you're right. Um, but the whole like Dormammu um, presence was really kind of bumbled. I mean, it's a great scene. Like, if you want to just take a great eight minutes. Doctor a- Strange is a goddamn set piece. Period. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. That whole that's like the whole. The movie is just set up for that joke, right? Like for that punchline yeah, of the scene. Yeah, it's so trippy. It's, oh my it's a God. very dope scene. I don't think, um, I don't think, where does Doctor Strange train? What is that place called? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't think Tilda Swinton's character where It's nothing to do with she's a white woman playing an Asian man or, or whatever the, the whitewashing that's backlash was. That's not why was. it's bad. Yeah, at that's all. not why it's bad. I just think the character's not great. You know, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the character sacrifices herself at one point. Listen, like, it, we, 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 we it know doesn't that, hit. We we know this much about movies that have to establish heroes for the first time. They frankly sacrifice a lot of what people love about them in order to get the the whole mainstream world up to speed. So presumably, Doctor Strange Two is going to be in the dope list because a it seems like they kind of figured it out. B, maybe not because Cumberbatch is losing stock. But C, you know, they don't have to worry about making a surgeon whose hands break find a dude playing basketball who fucking... All that shit is not what you really... but where's Rachel McAdams, though? Oh, the night nurse? Dude, you can't just waste Rachel McAdams like that. So, hopefully Uh, she's back. When I heard you say waste, I thought you meant like, like... Take care of her? Nah. Wasted her. Nah, man. Just like take her out, you know, to dinner. Anyway. Um, okay, so Doctor Strange, though, we liked it. I mean, Cumberbatch is a pretty good Strange. He, I think he's great in Infinity War, actually. And I, I just think the movie suffers from, again, just being another origin story. And, and being... Benedict Wong is really good, too, as like the I've never heard of Beyonce, like librarian, like Michael Stolberg. Like, no, we, Be- Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt's a whole side plot. Remember, he can like walk miraculously. And then he's the linchpin at the end that Mordo's like, you're using magic wrong. Fuck your spine. Yeah, yeah. Tur- Benjamin Bratt turns Mordo a bad guy. Whatever. So the top of the shitty bucket, I think just because like it, it, 
we had such high expectations for it, right? Like all these, we didn't really have very high expectations for because we were like happy to be here, you know? Man, Iron Man, Captain America, like Thor. Well, Thor was awesome because like we had never seen anything. Doctor Strange comes at the beginning of Phase Three or the end of Phase Two. I don't really remember, and it's just like. It doesn't add anything to me. Yes, the visuals are sick and like, so- but like, I don't get high anymore. So like, this shit wasn't even that cool. Like, <laughs> the, the 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 thing is with Doctor Strange, and this is again like the balancing beam we've been using so far is, I mean, he's a character that I'm fairly sure. By the time Doctor Strange is being made, this is 2015. You've got Robert Downey Jr., you got Chris Hemsworth, and you got Chris Evans in year eight of this shit. Yeah, saying. We're about to be done. So they're looking to the next vanguard of who's going to carry this franchise past what we're in the midst of right now. And I think what Doctor Strange is, is the introduction to them being like, this is our new RDJ. And I'm not saying that... Yeah, I think that could be. I'm not saying Benedict Cumberbatch is necessarily going to carry that. I'm like, you know, Chadwick Boseman is well positioned right now to be the like... Well, spoiler alert. He's dead, but whatever. Right, right. He's dead. Um, <laughs> Quote, unquote, dead. And listen, yo, if he's dead and Black Panther 2 is Shuri being the Black Panther, I'm about it. I'm out here for that. Hot take. So you're saying Chadwick Boseman fulfills his contract being in, like, the Lion King visions? I think Chadwick <laughs> Boseman was going to be Black Panther for 10 years. And then Black Panther came out and everyone, white people included, started going, Wakanda forever! And crossing their chest. And he said, I'm fucking gone. I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> and so it was, that was the plan. Listen, but I think, I, listen, I think that dude is fine watching all the white people in the world cross their chest for that fucking Marvel check. All right. Like for that Black Panther check, I think he'll take some insensitive. What kind of forever, bro? Like, I think he's fine with that for the damn check. Uh, but yeah, yeah, funny, funny. So Doctor Strange. Okay, so we're out of the shitty of the pile. So just to recap, the shittiest of the shitty, from worst We've to done it. least shitty. Thor, Thor, Thor two, Hulk, Hulk. Uh, sorry, yeah, Hulk, Guardians two, Iron Man two, Avengers two, and Doctor Strange. Now the worst of the dope. Now the worst of the dope. Go to the asterisks. Okay, Avengers one. Yes, and Iron Man three. Uh, let's talk Iron Man 3. No, let's talk Avengers 1. I mean, I felt like that's like agreed upon to be like one of the best superhero movies. I can't believe you don't like that. That like you well, Explain your asterisk, my dude. Um, in the last 15 minutes, it's been slowly evaporating. But I think that my original heart was that when I look back on it, to me, it just doesn't feel as lived in as the movies that have followed it. And that's not a fair criticism because of where it came in the in the process. But now when I look back on it, you see all these people meet I mean it's it's the Marvel it's so introduction important. movie. It's, it's the it's the one where Iron Man and Captain America and all these people don't get along and have to like that's the one find the middle ground. That that movie honestly probably has more pressure on it than like most movies I can think of. I mean that movie is the most by far the most important one of the bunch. If that one doesn't work, if that one's like. Listen, it can make all that money, but if that one, you know, you could look on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic, if that one's got a terrible review. Like, if everyone hates that movie, you know, who knows where this goes? But yeah. not only did not, not everyone You're hate right. it, everyone loved it. Well, it's also really, really brave of them, too, because you've got Avengers. I mean, 
they already started setting a tone with Captain America and Thor and Iron Man, etc. But um, 2012, which is when Avengers comes out, is the same summer that The Dark Knight Rises comes out. Yes. Is the same summer that Man of Steel comes out. It is the end, truly, because both those... Uh, Man of Steel... Are you sure it's not 2013? Yeah. Okay. Keep going. I'm sure of it. But I'm, what I'm saying is, it's the end of the dark, the dark superhero movie. Ooh, it is 2013. It is 2013. But whatever. Yeah, I, keep going. You start seeing how, how is Marvel going to really, not necessarily compete because those movies are doing well, but tonally, you're wondering if they can stick a landing that's different enough from what... Batman and the Dark Knight and, uh, uh, I mean, Watchmen was 09, you know, like, there's like a grit that people are kind of seeing in superhero movies now. And what the Avengers does is, is bright. Even in the, 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 the final fight scene of that movie takes place on a bright day in the middle of New York. Like, it feels fresh. And I don't mean fresh like new, but fresh like, like a deep breath of right. clean air. Like, it was amazing that the stakes could be that high and I could watch it and see what was actually happening. I mean, let's fast forward 10 years, Justice League, my God, that is a dark movie. And I literally don't mean thematically. Yeah, Marvel leaned into having like bright blue costumes and like finding a way to make the way that comics pout and bammed palatable to a modern audience. And that was- It's accomplished in Avengers. Yes. So. I, you know, I'm taking that asterisk off. Take it in, off. In fact, I ain't even gonna put it. I, I, it's not even at the bottom of the list. Not even no. Um, so, I'll explain my Iron Man three asterisk real quick. Cause you think Iron Man three should have been the shitty movies? Yeah, I think so. I only like Iron Man three for Guy Pierce. No, I, I like Guy Pierce, and and I like Ben Kingsley too. Um, and I get it, like the whole Mandarin. That's it. I'm willing to scrub the. Ma I'm I'm willing to scrub the asterisk if they deliver on the Mandarin delivery of the one shot. Uh, for everyone who doesn't know, Marvel one shots are these small ten to fifteen minute vignettes that were shot in the wake of big projects such as Avengers. Uh, one of them is Jesse Bradford from Clockstoppers fame. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Clockstoppers enough. Is a classic. <laughs> Jesse Bradford and a, and a and a and a woman who I don't know the name of find like one of the Chitari guns in the middle of New York at debris after the Avengers. And like, it's a small story of them like trying to rob a bank with it and it not working out. But one of the short stories is visiting Ben Kingsley who plays the actor playing the Mandarin in jail. And the guy's doing a documentary about him. Um, and at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, um, the, the documentarian is actually a, a, an agent of the real Mandarin who kidnaps Ben Kingsley and executes everyone else in the prison. Um, which could be just like a throwaway to say like, hey fans, we, we know you're really upset with us that we like did the Iron Man's biggest villain dirty by making him like a fake person. But you know, here's this. Or it could be leading into like the new big bad of the entire sure, sure. thing. And what I'm saying is Iron Man 3 fucked with me in that way a little bit, and that, that was annoying. Um, I don't necessarily vibe with Extremis and all that, but it does give Tony Stark a really amazing opportunity to be Iron Man without his suit, which I think is well, and, well, in yeah, context. Yeah. Right. I think Iron Man 3's biggest job that it does is set up this Tony that we get for the rest of the series, right? Like, 
Iron Man 3 is right after Avengers 2? No. It's yeah. right before Avengers 2? Before Avengers 2. So I think it's the first Iron Man after Avengers. Yeah, he's freaking out because he saw... He's so having like heart palpitations. His, his PTSD flares up. What really makes him him, you get... Again, like, remember when he goes to the town and he, like, has nothing but his hand yes. suit and he befriends the kid? Yes. And he, it, it really, it's the only, it's the only uh, one of these where you really get a great performance out of these guys, like, for a whole It's movie. the last time I think, Robert Downey Jr. didn't appear on a, on a green screen stage just to put on, like, be a head. It not only feels a, like, he, right, not only feels like he's having fun. Remember, there's a whole scene where he has to infiltrate the Mandarin's camp with, like, toys he made? Yeah. And it looks like he's having fun. He kills some of them. He's got like a nail gun. <laughs> he looks, he's like, pow, pow, pow. Listen, <laughs> it looks like he's having fun. He's got some real acting jobs to do, which is always fun watching Robert Tyler Jr. like really go for it. And I'm not saying he doesn't go for it on green screen. It's just fun to have his whole character like you get a whole like it feels like an issue, like a comic. You know what I mean? It feels like a, an Iron Man story that is very much... Like, only important for Iron Man. Okay. And it pulls that off for me. So, it, I actually like Iron Man 3. Um, I think Guy Pearce is actually really good. I hate the fact that... What I think Iron Man 3, without a question, goes at the bottom of the dope pile. Um, let's see. Because this is a great segue into the next contender. Okay. I'll who's, put, the who's the next contender? I'll put Iron Man 3 at the very bottom of the dope pile. So, uh, the next worst is Ant-Man. One. Wow. I mean, it's great, but it's next. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. And that's, I think the only reason why Ant-Man's next is just because it, it, it's not big enough, right? Like, it's not big enough. The scope, the scope is intimate. And what makes it so amazing is what limits it from getting any higher on the list, which is, this is about the MCU and Ant-Man is like, uh, like a one-off episode on a side character, you know? And it's it's amazing. Uh, I think what Peyton Reed did with whatever Edgar Wright started worked completely. Yeah. I think that Paul Rudd is a superstar and deserves a platform like this way more than somebody like Chris Pratt, who I frankly am kind of sour on these days, but I digress, deserves. I also think Michael Douglas does an excellent job as... Uh, the original Ant-Man, and that's a very fun workaround. I think Ant-Man is a really good proof that shows how Marvel is really willing to use the source text as a guidepost, but then deviate where needed. Because Hank Pym's the original uh, one, and it's actually him who makes Ultron in the comics, but they relieve him of that responsibility and give it to Tony, and... Uh, I'm doing that thing again where I... You're just <laughs> recapping, like, the history of Ant-Man for some reason. I think it's good. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Spider-Man or Iron Man? Iron Man or Spider-Man Homecoming? Right. Spider-Man Homecoming is the next one. Wait. Do you think Spider-Man or... Wait, what, next one what? You next think, worst. Do you think Iron Man is better than Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Iron Man's okay, gonna okay. make it a lot higher on the list actually than when you positioned it. Uh, okay. But I uh, think Spider Man is right for the next one. Um, first off, I'm gonna go tell you go watch Iron Man again. I promise you, it is not as good as you think. It is not. So many people are like, no, Iron Man. It's good. It's very good. The first 30 minutes, 
Very, I love the first 30 minutes. But Obadiah Stane, you can miss me with that. Like Jeff Bridges' performance is like not that good. All right, enough. <laughs> I don't want Spider-Man: Homecoming. Tom Holland, he's a star. Wait, you think Spider-Man: Homecoming is worse than Ant-Man 2? Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I'll put Spider-Man: Homecoming. I I think Spider-Man: Homecoming is is like leagues better than Iron Man, actually. But. I'll put it on there. Um, Iron Man or Captain America First Avenger? Iron Man. Is what? Worse. Than Worse. The, yeah. Okay, I agree. Iron Man's excellent for all the reasons it is, but it goes in the spot for the reasons you said. Right. So, um, Captain America First Avenger. I think, it, I think Captain America First Avenger has got to be the next one on this list. No, no, no. Guardians is the next one for mm, me. No, no. Guardians makes it higher for me. What about Captain America is way better than Guardians. I disagree. What about Ant-Man 2? Ant-Man 2? No, it's time for Ant-Man 2 to go on. I think it's... Yes. Ant-Man 2 is excellent, but it doesn't... It's small scope plus all the other stuff, but then what it does at the end... I loved Ant-Man 2. I mean, I really, really love it. I love its choice to do the villains how it does. Also, recency bias. Also, recency bias. And the Michael Pena thing, again, is great. And, you know, you'd think, like, it'd feel gimmicky, which it does, but not bad gimmicky, which Michael is Michael Pena has this amazing ability to, like, let the gimmick thrive on itself, and so, in like... The, in this performance. Yeah, it's yeah. really fantastic. For sure. Um, okay, so that leaves us with Avengers we've still yet to put on. It's time for Avengers. I think Avengers is worse than Guardians. Do you think Avengers is worse than Captain America First Avenger? Put First Avenger on right now. Captain America, First Avenger. I love that movie because it's 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 a war movie. It's totally a war movie. It's a movie about America. It's a movie about uh, the little guy. And, and, and I'm just a sucker for like period pieces. Stanley Tucci's good. Not only Stanley Tucci's good, what about my boy Tommy Lee Jones? Makes the appearance in the MCU. True enough. Yeah, Haley Atwell spawns oh the whole gosh. show because yeah, of that. Yeah, Agent Carter is excellent. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's got canceled, but no, no, no I'm just she's saying. She's excellent in it. Sure. No, kind, you, you. Kind of weird that uh, he dates his her like grandniece or whatever. Is later. it weird? I guess not. I just really. Captain America. You know he ends in the damn. You know it ends with him waking up in present day. You just you know if you if you have any idea about Captain America. What I like so much is, right, it, it comes off the, uh, the heels of some Iron Man and Thor, and then you get this period piece about World War II and the American effort, and it's like a, it, it almost serves as like a golden age for comics um, movie. You know what I mean? It's like when the... Yeah, it, I'd have to agree. I actually just really, really like it, and most people don't have it as high, I feel, but I do, and... Uh, okay, Avengers, Avengers or Guardians? Uh, I like Guardians way more than Avengers. So Avengers is next on the list. I think Avengers can be next. And we just talked about it at length. Yes, and Guardians. Mm. And we talked about two. Mm. Okay. I actually really like Guardians, but... Okay, I'll concede with you. I think Guardians works so... I think Guardians is like the second most important Marvel movie, honestly. I think without Guardians, this Phase 3... You don't get Thor Ragnarok, you don't get... You don't you, you don't get this. It, it, it's gonna usher it's gonna usher the MCU into space. Period. Period. A- and into like comedy, like true, 
Like, I know Ant-Man. Sylvester Stallone's in Guardians. Two. Two. Yeah. All I'm saying is Guardians is like, who knew we needed that? You know? Yes. I'm very excited now because what we're at is the final three, five. One, two, three, four, five. You just, you want to name them for the audience? Captain America 2, Winter Soldier. Captain America 3, Civil War. Thor 3, Ragnarok. Black Panther and Infinity War. I, I think there. Thor Ragnarok is next. I think we love it and it's hilarious, not as good as the other four. Yes. That's my opinion. You're right. It is hilarious. It's truly the funniest one by far. Uh, it's just like the story- Are we willing to just say now Thor Ragnarok is better than Guardians? Hmm. Hmm. Is Thor Ragnarok better than Avengers? Hmm. This is a good question. Um, Maybe we rejigger Thor to before Avengers. Because it doesn't really beat Avengers now that we've erased the asterisk. I agree. I think I think Kate Blanchett's character is that Kate Blanchett in Ragnarok? Yeah, but Carl Urban is so funny. Yeah, he is really funny, but it's like, what's the least thing you care about? What's the what's the thing you care least about in Thor Ragnarok? The villain. The villain and the end. Like Act Three, you could like give two shits about like them fighting on the Rainbow Bridge and killing Asgard. Like Asgard's gone by the end of that movie, and like you just don't care. Okay. I don't care. I don't mean to say you. Okay, right. that's right. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. I think next is is uh, I think it's fuck. It's Captain America two. Mm, is it Civil War? Because now Civil I'm no, because we're in the we're in the end game now. Yes. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we got to talk about the villains because that's what. Has kept these guys in oh, and play you, for and so you long. And you love uh, Zemo. No, yeah, is that the guy? What's who's the actor? Uh, Daniel, Daniel Brule. Yeah, you love Brule. I fucking love Brule. Okay, so, uh, you need to think about right now. What we're talking about is Thanos, Killmonger, Zemo, and fucking Robert Redford. Mm. And in that context, I think Captain America is next. Although Captain America two. Holy God, what an amazing thriller. You, you also got to remember that, like, for, for me, I'm also trying to consider other people's big players in that, in that movie, right? So Captain America 2, Scarlet Witch, uh, no, uh, uh, Black Widow is a, is a bigger role. She's introduced in Iron Man 2. She's a big player in Avengers. She never has her own movie yet, but that sounds like it's down the pipeline for some reason. I hope not. God damn, I hope not. Anyway, it's not that I don't like her. It's just we've done everything with her character everywhere so well, far. Well, it's not only like... And if Hulk doesn't get another movie, which, by the way, they've done an amazing job with Hulk throughout Ragnarok and Infinity War, I think, considering. Well, let's not conflate serviceable with amazing, right? Like, they're doing something, yes. I don't, we'll, wait, we'll wait and see if it was amazing. The, the fact that Hulk, like, just didn't show up in... Infinity War. So Shows up in the first one. He gets his ass kicked by yeah, Thanos in minute kicked. three. Yeah, and then he's just like, Hulk, I need you. He's like, no. The rest yeah. of the movie. What, what do you mean? That's a great story. The Hulk's never been beat before, and he's a pussy. It's that simple. He's the strongest guy on the planet filled with strong guy gladiators, and he gets his ass handed to him in the next scene. Doesn't Thor beat him in Ragnarok? Second strongest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's next? Between... Civil War 
Avengers Infinity War and Black Panther. I think it's Black Panther for me. Yeah, I was kind of thinking Black Panther. Is the third best Marvel movie. Fourth best. Why fourth? Well, oh, you mean instead of two, instead of Captain America two, you want to put it on the list here? Because we're at four left. There's Captain I, America I think, two. Here's the thing about Civil War though: you get the the beginning of the truly terrible Vision and and Scarlet Witch like love affair that you just no, but that's never paid down shittily until Infinity War. That's one of the only shitty things about Infinity War, frankly. I don't think they're paying off the, the Civil War romance. Like, there's, t this, there's little hints and glimmers of it, but I don't think it's really a problem. And any, if anything, it's good because then it gets the scene where Vision's trying to keep her in her room and she's got to, like, throw their burgeoning love under the bus because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're on opposite sides. <clears throat> like, I'm about that. Okay. Well, uh, listen, you make the call. I, I can't. I think Captain America 2 is what, the what? fourth best, and then Black, Pan uh, Black Panthers 3. Here's the real dark horse in this. We, we all love Infinity War. Everyone loves Infinity War. It's not as good of a movie as these four movies. I think Infinity War goes next. You know what I mean? Like it's, Yes. It's Infinity War, and then it's Black Panther, and then it's Captain America 2, and then it's, then it's Civil War. Civil War is the best movie. Civil War is the best movie, and I'll tell you why. Period. End game story. How's that movie start? Well, on the spoiler alert, when uh, Winter Soldier kills uh, Tony Stark's parents. Yes. Yep. yep. The next scene is Tony fucking demoing the goddamn. So it's also the beginning of the Russo sans. You know, like the Russos yeah. start in Civil War. No, no, no. I mean, they do Captain America 2 as well, but like. That's like them doing a well, great no, movie. What well, Civil War is the tryout for Avengers, right? Like, because yes. it is Avengers. It's a, it's easily the best Avengers movie. Oh my god, yes. I mean, how funny is the scene when Cap finally kisses the girl and he looks back at Falcon and uh, and I forget Ant Man maybe, and they're just like smiling at him. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. The stakes are high. You have you have you have all of them talking about the. It's the first movie that like brings the real world criticism about superheroes into the Marvel universe, which is you destroyed the fuck out of Sarkovia. You need to be reined in. Yeah. Which is like a really welcome dollop of just like, kind of Hey, you can't like <laughs> fucking shoot everything all the time. Right. Even though they continue to do that. They have, it's the introduction of Spider-Man, which is, I just want to say, I was going to say, <clears throat> I think in civil war, you get the best Spider-Man put to screen yet. The even even Peter and Peter Parker, Peter Parker with Aunt May, yeah, Marissa Tomei uh, as Aunt May. Um, it's just it finally feels right. It's just like well, that's what's really interesting is is that Spider Man has lived and breathed on the main screen as like the biggest main superhero of all time, the most popular, especially in Marvel. In Marvel, but the main reason, and and this is contrary to my experience because I grew up watching the show primarily, where he's represented as like a college kid, you know. But it, it partially touches on this. The big thing that makes Spider Man the biggest hero in the world is that number one, he's a kid, like the readers who are reading it. And then number two, he is a a part of the wider Marvel universe. Like the fact that Spider-Man is the perspective that I've gotten to know so many Marvel characters through, you know? Like I've met Iron Man through 
Spider-Man. I met Blade through Spider-Man. I met the X-Men through Spider-Man to some degree. He's this surrogate for the reader in a way that very few other, you know, other than Deadpool, I don't really know how many other characters can really be that much of a vehicle for the reader, not as escapism, but as a reader of what's going on, you know? Spider-Man's the one who's always going, whoa, look over there, whoa, that was cool. And like being that surrogate and, and the big fight. And never did that on screen. And he'd he, never done that. He'd always been Spider-Man the main guy. Spider, like, it, almost like Spider-Man, Superman. Like, he, you know, he was always a, too old. He's always too old. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And he always like, you know, Amazing Spider-Man just like tried to live in both worlds and it couldn't. Like he's either a kid who's lost or he's like a superhero that is that is a Superman-y. You and, can't do both. And you know what's funny is like And this one, he's nails. not Superman. And even in Homecoming, the thing that I love about it is it's this character, but he's still the main character of his own story. And the re the, the the him being a prism to fragment the story off of in Civil War by just adding and being like, hey, Captain America, really nice to meet you. Iron Man said if I met you, like, I'm going to grab your shield and stuff. Like, that's amazing. It's truly wonderful. And the way that, the way, the reason it's up there for me is because the villain wins. I think that's one of my favorite things about that. And it doesn't happen in almost any other one except for Infinity War. And Black Panther's higher than that for reasons that we touch on a little bit in Civil War, which is it, it actually does bring the real world into the MCU for the first time proper. We haven't talked about Black Panther. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to in a second. But Civil War, man, it just, all the characters are decimated at the end of it. You know, like Zemo gets everything that he wants accomplished as a schemer. And he plays all of their worst tendencies on them, and it's... And we have yet to see a, a Captain America, Iron Man resolve. Captain America and Iron Man are not friends. Yeah, no. It, they haven't even seen each other on the, on, on the planet, right? Like, they've been in t totally distinct... In, in Infinity War, they're in distinct realms. Uh, yes, and I'm telling you right now, when, when Iron Man is getting his ass... I'm, I'm sorry, when Captain America is getting his, his ass beat at the end by Iron by Winter, Man... And Winter Soldier? No. No, but by, by Iron Man. In what? The end of Civil War. Oh, and he goes, I could do this all day, you know, evoking the Iron Man theme or the Captain America theme that we've been getting conditioned to. Yeah. It's so, it's so I moving. feel it right now. Yeah, I feel it right now. The it's fact absurd. that it's Iron Man he's doing this to. Yes. Our guy. His guy. <sighs> Gosh. It's the best. I'm out here crying. It's it, the best. It, it's really good. I actually want to put Black Panther ahead of Captain America too. I think Redford, I think Hydra, I think uh, the Frank Guillo. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think Black Panther is a little... Is third. Is, is second. No, uh, Civil, Captain America 2 is three, Black Panther is two. The only reason I put Black Panther not number one is because it, in a way, it's much bigger and the stakes are much bigger. But Civil War does just so much for the MCU, whereas Black Panther only yes, establishes this is, this is an MCU one character. perspective. Yes. This is an MCU perspective. And Black Panther, if it didn't suffer from the one of the few limiting factors that like an Ant-Man has or a Doctor Strange has, which any is what origin being, has. Any, any origin story has, which is we need to meet this person before they become part of this bigger thing that we want them to be a part which of. Which is strange because that's what's so genius about Black Panther. You already love Black Panther from Civil War. 
I mean, it's one of the only origin movies in anything I can think of where it's like, yes, it's number one, the origin, but you don't have to do, you don't have to kill Uncle Ben at all, even though they do in Black Panther. Yeah, by the way, Black Panther is fucking rad in Civil War. Yeah. Amazing. Oh. He's on like a mission from God. He's to, a dope on dope. He's on a mission to God from God to kill the, the Winter Soldier to avenge his father. And at the end, at the end of Civil War, he's the one that saves Zemo. Yes. Because he's like... All this death and destruction that gets people nowhere. He's like, I've been, I've been consumed by vengeance. I will, I will not be consumed by it anymore. Yes, and that... And he stops the gun going it, off with his hand. That sets off the, 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 the reason he's Black Panther. Right, he becomes Black Panther in Civil War. Civil War is Black Panther's origin movie. Ugh, dope, dope. Why I like Black Panther so much is just... It, there, there really doesn't feel like a lot of white space. And... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Gosh, I didn't. I swear that I didn't mean it. <laughs> like the, leave that in. Yeah, definitely. No, but I really mean that. Like, there's, there's everything. Even like, even the Shuri and uh, uh, T'Challa. Like, what are those moments and and all the stuff that in other Marvel movies you're like, eh, I could do without. They are still in service for these ideas that really matter at the end. Like, they're. It's the most. It's the most thorough to itself. I don't know how, if that makes any sense, but like. It just felt like there, it felt, and I'm not saying that there weren't, but it felt like there were so few compromises made in the creation of that. Having a villain whose, a villain whose goal is not only like relatable, but empathetic to some degree, right. you know, it's really the method that everyone's got a problem with and like, fuck the scene where, what? The scene where Michael B goes... Tell, ask me what my name is. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's oh just, my yeah, that's just, God! Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like watching Shakespeare or something. It really is. Um, Who are you? No, God. What is it? Yeah, no, it's... But I'm saying, don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> just don't ask. Um, right, and, and like, it's, it's by far the best world building I've ever done, yeah. yeah. It's like Blade Runner it's type what you world building. It's what you wanted from Thor the first time yes, around. Yes, yes, And you yes. were like, oh, Asgard. And you're like, cute, Asgard. Ooh, Whereas you're like, whoa, Wakanda. Like, that. this is a thriving, It's like realized... Asgard for a little while, but Wakanda forever. I mean, listen, a Wakanda needs to have more shots of, like, the bazaars and stuff to be, like, really, really next level. But thankfully, it doesn't have a lot to compete with. I mean, there's not a lot of really fully realized worlds in this. In Guardians the, uh, does some fairly Guardians good world okay. building. You don't spend enough time, though, in any one place no, for you it. you don't. To, and with Black Panther, my fa one of my favorite scenes of Black Panther, you know, the first time you see the, the everyone gather and you see them go across oh, the, the rights, water. the rights uh, fight. Yeah, the right, yeah, the rights fight. And, 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 and the females <laughs> are doing it. <laughs> And, but they're doing the dances on the boats and how the water opens up. It's like, man, you could have just cut two. Instead, you show us this. Like the ritual. Yes, you show us the thousand years that you said this takes. In all the Thor movies, they talk about these millions of years and then just like let that do the heavy lifting. They don't show any of it. Black Panther goes out of its way to show you like that how truly... How real? Which, which pays Wakanda off. Is. Which pays off when Killmonger throws it all to the wind. You know, when Killmonger like, says, "My dad always said it was the most beautiful sunset, Wakanda." I mean, that line doesn't have to hit. I mean, the 
you know, I'd rather die, uh, you know, throw me off the ship with my uh, with my ancestors. With my ancestors. That line shouldn't work. That line should come off as corny and forced and it should uh uh it should give ammo to any like racist person, you know what I mean? And yeah, I guess it did cuz like a little bit. But the way the movie builds its world makes that exchange between Killmonger and T'Challa it not only work but it's like that's he- it, it, it's so organic now and it's so fully realized and they do so much work to earn that exchange and to look over and, and to see that this isn't the first time you see a Wakanda sunset this is like the 10th time you agree with Killmonger like you are so sympathetic to Killmonger because you fully realize Wakanda and that's the work the movie so does. you know what i think that there's some there's a small commonality between Black Panther and Civil War that i want to share and it does something that it narratively subverts the audience. So Black Panther shows you something at the very beginning. Yeah. And by the end of that movie, or at least by the end turn of Act Two, similar to some a movie we love, Coco, it completely subverts what it's shown you to show you the truth of it. You know, that he was murdered by uh Right, it's it, that it and Civil War are the only two like real movies. It kind of feels like, right? Like, yeah, because you don't have anything like that, or like the turn with uh, uh, Winter Soldier killing Iron Man's parents. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Civil War. like those are the only two examples I think in the MCU of like of not only good superhero movies, good movies, good storytelling, good, great story. T- and there's great and that's story why telling. Captain America Two is up there too, to a certain degree. Yes, the twist of Captain America Two is. It's just a little too on the nose for me. Like, sure, the NSA is watching everything. You're like, really? Okay. <laughs> well, that's what made Disney? it a timely movie. That's what made it a timely movie. Yeah, tell us, Disney. Tell us. Um, okay, so can we switch Black Panther and, and Captain America too? Yeah, we've done that. Do you see that arrow? Yeah. Okay. So let's go in order. Best movie to worst movie right now. Best to worst? Or oh, worst you're to obviously movie? right. I'm so sorry. I didn't even say it. Gang. No, worst to, worst to best. Okay, the worst to best. Thor. Thor 2. Incredible Hulk, Guardians 2, Iron Man 2, Avengers 2, Doctor Strange, Iron Man 3, Ant-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, the original Iron Man, Iron Man 2. Ant-Man 2. I'm sorry, Ant-Man 2, you're right. Captain America, the first Avenger, Thor Ragnarok, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Infinity War, Captain America 2, Black Panther, and then Captain America Civil War is our number one. And I think, honestly, with the, with the final... Th- I think that's the right top three. Kind of... Uh, eh, it's the right top four, because people love I would say we're 90% there. on the top three. We're 70% of the top five. And our percentage goes way down yeah. after that. Yeah, I feel like Doctor Strange and Guardians 2 not making it to the good list, you know, is already... Uh, against the grain. Uh, anything else you want to? You just you want to? Any closing statements for you? We have Thor's the worst one, and uh, Civil War's the best one. Yeah, I'd like to leave on the question of where we think Captain Marvel and Infinity War Two will land on the list. Great question. Um, I think speculation. I think Captain Marvel. Uh, what it ha- What it seems like. It's. I know. You know. I don't know any spoilers about it. But it seems like it's going to be a period piece, and the period is going to be like the '90s. It's going to be mid '90s. The Marvel is, movie, which is very cool. Very cool. Just saw a press shot of uh, of Young. Brie Larson in a Nine Inch Nails shirt. Wow. Yeah. Exact. I mean, <laughs> shit. I need that. <laughs> um, so I foresee it in the top ten, Captain Marvel. 
Um, I, I really do. It might be better than Thor Ragnarok. It might be worse than Thor Ragnarok, but I don't see it being worse than... I don't see it being worse than uh, Ant-Man 2. Ant-Man, yeah. It could live... It, it could live, live between... Anywhere between Ant-Man and and, Avenge, and uh, Thor Ragnarok, I think. So yeah, it, the, could be, it could be better than Thor Ragnarok, and it could be worse than Spider-Man Homecoming. So I think as high as top six, and I don't expect it to be as low as like top 12. Yeah, now Infinity War 2. I think that's a little bit easier for me to place. I think Infinity War 2, if it follows up, should be a top five movie. I think Infinity War 2 is going to either land before or after Captain America 2 and either be number five or number three. Right. I mean, so we have very, very high expectations for 2019 Marvel movies. Listen, we put Ant-Man 2, Avengers 3, Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming, Civil War... Ant-Man and Guard, like all of the ones in the last two years have been fucking hits. Yeah. They the only, get it. The only one is Doctor Strange that is not. Yes. And Do Guardians 2. Oh yeah, Guardians 2 fucking sucked. Yeah, I think I think we're wrong on Guardians 2, but like I know that that's... I'm allowed one hot take. Right, right. Guardians 2 is, yeah, is right, is our hot take. It's a steaming hot pile of trash. That I, you know what I can't stand? I can't stand re-watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and sitting through that fucking opening credit sequence where they're just all fighting the one octopus in the circle and little baby Groot's playing the record player. And it's just like, oh, you're back. Oh, here's the song from the 80s you love. Oh, here's all your characters making their one quips. Like, can't wait to rejoin. Fuck you, Marvel. Give me something new. Build off that. Don't just fucking live in it. My God, what a shitty film. I want to shake your hand because I really do appreciate you coming on and spilling your soul. Um, this is disgusting. I cannot believe we did this. Yeah, we, we just went in on the Marvel movies. It needed to be done. It needed to be done. Alrighty, thank you very much. Um, anything to plug, Blinks? My butt. Wow. Uh, Harlan the Corgi on Instagram. Uh, the Blink Panther on Twitter. Basket Sprawl on Twitter. Uh, Alright, have a good one. Thanks. Thank you, Danny. Basket Sprawl is brought to you by Hoops and Brews. Give them a follow on Twitter and subscribe to their YouTube page. We're kind of forever, bro. I think he's fine with that <laughs> for the damn check. We're 10 years in and I'm pot committed. You're it's pot a, committed. I'm a, it's as simple as that. <laughs> Ginobili.